Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We are in James chapter 3, and this is day 2. So we are picking up talking about controlling our tongue, talking about how what we say can cause a forest fire, not literally, but figuratively. You can completely destroy another human being with simply your words. And I'm going to pick up in verse 7 today, where James says, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. That would be everybody. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So let's take this apart just a little bit. You've heard those stories about these incredible human spirit, excuse me, um, people who have had the capacity for sacrifice and self-control, like a, a desperate survival story of someone who can cut off their own leg to get free from a tree that has fallen on them, or if they're trapped in a rock. Do you remember that climber years ago who sawed off his own leg? And they make it out for medical treatment and they live. And yet James is saying that same man can't tame the tongue perfectly because no one can tame the tongue except for God himself. The tongue can be brought under the power and control of the Holy Spirit, and only God is going to be mightier than the human tongue. That's really a lot of power. And the poison of the tongue is no less deadly. It murders men's reputations by the slanders it utters and their souls by the lusts and passions it stirs up in them. And so that was an interesting quote that made me think of there are a couple celebrities, I won't name anyone in particular, I'm thinking of one, who really said some kind of awful things and really ruined some people's reputations. And now her own reputation is coming under fire, under fire for things she has said. She's experiencing the whiplash of cancel culture because of her words. We have to be so careful with what we say. So James reminds us that the tongue can be used for our very highest calling, which is to bless God, but it can also be used for the lowliest evil, which is to curse those made in God's image. And if you remember, that's everybody. Everyone is made in the image of God. And James is telling us that those who are followers of Jesus, those of us who are trying to live lives that look more like Jesus, should not use the same mouth to bless and to curse. Now, because we're human, we're going to. We just really need to make an effort not to. Peter himself, the apostle Peter, upon whom the cornerstone of Christ's church was built, his tongue confessed Jesus as Messiah, the son of the living God, and what else? And he also denied Jesus 
three times, three different curses. John, the beloved, said, little children love one another. And yet he wanted to say the word to bring down fire from heaven upon a Samaritan village. Same guy, same tongue. Well, James is saying this ought not be so. It ought not be so. In a perfect world, we should be consistently glorifying God. We should not use one tone or vocabulary speaking at church and a different one at home or on the job. I think his comparison was a spring of water. Our mouths should not send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening. Makes it really difficult in our human frailty because sometimes we just lack that filter to hold in the things that we want to say. And yet James compares us to trees. He says, you could call a fig tree an olive tree, but it doesn't make it an olive tree. You could trim a fig tree to look just like an olive tree. Still not an olive tree. You can treat it like an olive tree, but it's still a fig tree. You could even surround it with lots of olive trees and it doesn't make it an olive tree. Or the best one of all, you could take this fig tree and transplant it on the Mount of Olives. Guess what? Still not an olive tree. And what we want to be is a genuine fig tree. We don't want to be pretending to be something that we're not. We want to be a fig tree at church and we want to be a fig tree at home. We want to be consistent. You can't produce good, kind words from a bitter heart. You can't produce fresh, clean water from a bitter, dirty, evil soul. And so in his very picturesque way, talking about taming animals, taming the tongue, he talked earlier about how a teeny tiny bit in a horse's mouth, you can lead the horse to where it wants to go, or a tiny rudder on a, a giant ship can control it. Our tongue controls who we are, what we say, what we do. This tiny, tiny, tiny little thing in our mouth. So my challenge to you, in addition to myself, is be very aware of what you say. Be genuine, be honest and true, and let your words reflect the goodness and the love that is in your heart. Now, if we feel like we're looking for a little bit of wisdom on what we should say and we should not say, make sure to plug in with me again tomorrow as we unpuckle and unpack true wisdom that comes only from God. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.